September 26 through October 2, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and very glad to have you with us today here on Main Menu. It is a beautiful fall day out here as I record this show for you, and we are hoping it's just as beautiful and nice a day wherever you may be, and that you are enjoying a great fall this fall. We are going to have quite an exciting program today. We have Mr. Dan Clark, Director of Training from Freedom Scientific with us. And Dan and I are going to be talking about a whole lot of really exciting new things going on at Freedom Scientific over the next couple of months. And I think you're going to be interested in hearing all that he has to say. You um, keep track of what's going on and try the new products out as they come out in public beta like we are seeing right now with Magic and Jaws and give them your feedback and let them know what you're seeing that's good and if you're seeing some things that aren't maybe working so well, be sure you let them know about that too and be sure you're detailed in what you tell them. So we're going to go right ahead now and get into the interview with Dan and we hope you have a great week and we hope to see you back here next week. I do want to mention that today's program is the last for Chase Crispin as our executive producer of Main Menu. We are going to miss having Chase around as executive producer of Main Menu. He will be still on the Main Menu staff and we'll be doing some segments from time to time but uh, be tuned for next week's program and you'll hear more about that. We'll have a, an interview with Chase and talk a little bit about all that Chase has been doing and all the things that he is going to be doing in the future. Have a great week. Have a good time and interesting time listening to the interview. And we'll see you soon on Main Menu. Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program. I am very pleased to have with us today on Main Menu, Mr. Dan Clark, Director of Training for Freedom Scientific. And Dan is going to be introducing us to a whole lot of new things and talking about lots of new things that are currently going on and going to be going on for the next month or so at Freedom Scientific. And Dan, it is great to have you with us on Main Menu. Welcome. 
and we are very pleased to have you with us today. Well, David, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, always a pleasure. You know, we've gone back a long time, uh, known each other for a long time, and it's really a pleasure to be on Main Menu with you today. Well, I understand there is a lots of stuff going on at uh, Freedom Scientific, and um, you're the guy or one of the main guys there that knows just about everything that's going on since you're director of training. You get the to know about all the new stuff and learn it early. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're the we're, we're the folks out here calling Dan and saying, "Hey, <laughs> what yeah. what are we what are we not doing right here?" Or, um, <laughs> whatever or what do we need to look at on the training page <laughs> right yeah and and a lot of times you know i get feedback from customers and people like yourself they'll call or you'll call and, and say hey dan how do i do this in such and such a program say outlook or excel or something with jaws and i'll say you know what i don't know but i'll find out <laughs> and so it's it's a lot of fun it's it's give and take and it goes both ways you know i get a lot of feedback from people out there who use jaws and who have questions and every time I answer a question for somebody, that just kind of goes into the knowledge base that I use, so to speak, you know. So mm -hmm. it makes everything better for everybody in the long run. Well, and one thing I learned a long time ago, uh, even as a school teacher, but then uh, when I started uh, in the assistive technology field, I started as a trainer. And one thing you learn very, very quickly, and if you don't, boy, you hit better. You don't know everything, and you are going to get hit with questions that you don't know the answer to. And uh, the best thing you can say is, hey, I don't know, but I'm willing to go look it up and find out for you. Exactly. And one of the challenges as a trainer for, you know, using JAWS and or Magic or Open Book or any of our products uh, is taking those instructions that we get from the Microsoft help system, for example, that are all mouse centric and they say point click here and do that, you know, uh, is to take all that and to figure out what the keyboard commands or the key keyboard equivalents are. And, yeah. I really and one of the things uh, that, that we ought to talk about a little bit before we finish up is, is the new um, touch commands too and uh, how we find out about those. That we, we, later on here, I'm sure maybe you want to get into that. A little bit but uh, you said something about magic and I know well you I you had sent me a list of things that we might want to talk about and one of the first things on the list was magic 13 which I know is in first beta and um, so what's going with magic uh, 13 uh, I know a lot of people are anxious for it because of the uh, Windows 8 support and yeah. a lot of other things yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Magic Public Beta 1 uh, was released on August 17th, so it's just been out, uh, you know, a little bit more than a month now, and we kind of just quietly introduced it to the public, didn't make a, a big fanfare about it, but we released it out there and let people started using it, and we're getting a lot of good feedback from it. As you mentioned, one of the key features in Magic 13 is the support for Windows 8.1, and along with that was uh, some improvement and font smoothing. And another new feature that was introduced in this version of Magic is something called the text viewer. And I think the text viewer is going to be one of the those things that just makes reading a whole lot easier for people that can see the screen and who are using screen magnification. Uh, basically the text viewer is a single line that you can put at the top of the screen or at the bottom of the screen and you can change the font size of the text in that viewer 
And so basically when you're reading through like a web page, for example, or any other document, uh, you may come across text that changes font sizes or point sizes, font styles. And what happens with a lot of people who are using screen magnification, and I do this myself, uh, typically I only run with a low magnification when I'm using magic, but sometimes I'll have to bump it up, you know, press caps lock and the plus key a few times to bump it up to see something. And then uh, because it's a little bit too large for the normal reading, I'll do caps lock minus a few times and bump it back down again. When I get through viewing that particular tidbit or uh, group of text, you know, that was a different size. And so the text viewer gives you this uh, text in a line either across the screen or across the bottom of the screen, and it puts it all at the same font size. And it's a font size that you can adjust to whatever you need, and you can adjust the font style as well. You can also adjust colors and things like that. But the main thing is that it clarifies the text that might be difficult to read in some of those cases where the font is subdued or they've got shadowing going on, or maybe there's a background image that's blending in the background and causing that font mm -hmm. to be hard to read, you know, on the, on the website. Mm -hmm. But then in the text viewer, if you're looking at the text viewer, you can sit there and point your mouse at some text and start a say all, for example, and just have jaws or I'm so used to jaws and actually inside of magic, of course, is jaws. So you can have magic just be reading the screen for you with a say all, and you don't have to be constantly, you know, adjusting the magnification or the contrast, you know, different colors and things like that. You can just sit there and watch the text viewer if you want to see the text. So I think that's a really, really nice feature. And I think a lot of people will find it useful and exciting. The, that does sound, sound great. So, so that's, um, you can use it basically on uh, on web pages now. What about in other situations other than you know, on the web? Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. You can use it in any any other application as well. So you could use it in Outlook, for example, reading emails. You could use it uh, in Microsoft Word, Excel. You know, different applications. Whatever you happen to be using to read with, uh, you can put that in the text viewer. Okay. Yeah, because I was sitting here thinking about some emails we get oh, uh, one or two a week usually from a particular company um, with coupons and things. <laughs> and uh, the craziest part of it is is they'll have all this advertisement stuff in it, but when it gets down to where the coupon part is, it goes into micro small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good case right there. I can tell you that'll come in for handy. Me, for me. It's okay because Jaws reads it and doesn't even it doesn't bother Jaws. But when right. when when my sighted wife looks at it, she's like, I can't hardly read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a personal problem. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think it's a, a nice feature, and and that's a very good example right there. You know because. Uh, you get into these things where you have a coupon or something, and the fine print is really, really fine. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like that a lot of places, not just uh, in coupons. In places, they've got a lot of that in the you know the legal disclaimer type things that you have on some uh, documents and web pages. The same sort of thing. So what I was wondering, um, I, I know one of the things we that you wanted to talk about was FS Reader with Magic. Now, would you would you ever need to use the the viewer? with in combination with FS Reader? I'm thinking probably not, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, for our training materials, the ones that I write, uh, no, because it's going to be pretty straightforward. It's all the same size font. Um, although I do have some copyright you know, information that I tend to put down in a smaller font. So yeah, it might come in handy in places like that. But for 
some documents that you'll read on uh, in Daisy books, they may have you know different styles and different fonts and things like that. So it could very well come in handy. Okay, that was kind of what I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be one of those things where people are going to try it in a lot of different places, mm -hmm. and they're going to be surprised and, and find, you know, pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. that it's going to help them out in a lot of those different places. Well, it sounds great. Sounds really yeah. good. And, and now, FS Reader 3, uh, you, uh, I think you said, uh, what, there's some, maybe some stabilization in FS Reader 3, or? Yeah, um, well, it's overall in Magic 13. We've added a lot of, you know, improvements and stability to it. But with FS Reader 3, it's now in HTML format, and that started out with JAWS. Of course, we came out with FS Reader 3 and JAWS first. Right. And having the DAISY books in HTML format, gives you the ability to navigate the, the DAISY book, for example, if it has headings by pressing the letter H for headings, uh, or P for paragraph, or if you want to move to a graphic, you can press the letter G, and that's perfect, because in the earlier versions of the DAISY books, since they were all in FS Reader 2, it was basically just rich text. I couldn't put graphics and things like that. Um, so now with FS Reader 3, I'm able to put graphics in the documentation. So. Right now, as a matter of fact, just today I was working on the Magic Basic Training book number five, which talks about uh, the, uh, the different uh, visual enhancements that are available, the cursor enhancements and uh, the uh, mouse enhancements and different things like that. And I'm able to actually now go in there and take a snapshot of the interface and maybe crop it out and show the button that you would click on and put a visual representation of that right there in the documentation, right next to the topic that I'm talking about. Now, again, for JAWS users, it's nice to have the graphics there if they're labeled properly, mm -hmm. which is good. But for those people that can still see the screen and are using Magic, now they're going to have images of things like the user interface and the training things that we need just right there in the documentation as they're reading through the book. And that's just excellent. That's just great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not, that does sound great. Uh, so now FS Reader is, is uh, quite usable with uh, Magic 13 and, and with JAWS. Right, exactly. Fantastic. And that's that's uh, another thing that was introduced in uh, Magic 13 is the ability to use the vocalizer expressive voices, which we also introduced first in JAWS. And what you'll see a lot of times is one of our products or the other, they're both working or designed to work well together, obviously. So if we introduce something in JAWS that works really good, chances are that there's a very good possibility that will, that will come over and be used in Magic. And there are conversely some things in Magic that work very well in certain situations that we may bring in and start using in JAWS. Uh, one example coming from JAWS to Magic, of course, was the just the basic reading keystrokes and things that you use with JAWS. They're all exactly the same in Magic. And uh, I was talking to Eric earlier today, and we were talking about how even if you can't see the screen, if you're blind, you as a user who knows how to use JAWS, you already know how to use Magic because you know how to use JAWS. So you can go through and teach a sighted person who needs to, to know how to, to use Magic. You can teach them even though you don't use the sighted part of magic because you know how to use JAWS and the screen reading keystrokes and the keyboard commands and things like that. Uh, in fact, I know a lot of the uh, sales reps out there for our company who use JAWS actually do training on magic for sighted people, and it's pretty cool. Right. Well, that's a, that's one of the things, be, being doing what I do for a, a job as an assistive technology specialist, um, and because of my caseload, I don't do a, a lot of training, 
because I don't have time. <laughs> uh, we hire we hire other people to do that. Uh, but um, you know, when I'm looking at what is this person doing, um, where are are they vision wise? What is their prognosis and so forth? You know, particularly if uh, if I'm talking to a person and I know they're say diabetic, or they have other some other situation that. Yeah, maybe they can can use magnification now, but the chances are it's not going to be long, uh, or there's a high probability that there, there's a chance that you know they're not always going to be able to lar use large print. This is one of the things I like to get across to people and and recommend Magic or Jaws and Magic um, is because as they you are using magic they're learning the jaws right now if they get to the point that they can't use large print they don't have to go back to, to square one right exactly with one of the other major large print programs if you lose your, your uh, enough vision that you can't lose use large print anymore there's just an awful lot yes there's speech but there's just an awful lot you can't do with just speech mm -hmm. um now, I have uh, set up a computer using that other product, but it wasn't very easy. <laughs> Not even nearly as easy as it would have been with, with having JAWS right. or the JAWS in Magic, uh, yeah. either one. And so that's, I think, a per thing that a person certainly should can take into consideration. If they're looking at large print, am I going to be able to, you know, with, with whatever vision problem I have, um, is it going to be, am I going to be always able to use large print or is the time likely to come that I'm going to have to depend on speech? If, if that's a, a, a real possibility, mm -hmm. then, you know, uh, it would seem to me that magic, you, you certainly, uh, should consider because you're learning it, you know, right along. And so if the time comes that you can't use it or you just can't use it as much, maybe you get, you know, your you eye strain real easy and you know half an hour with large print and you're pretty well done in mm -hmm. uh you can still keep working <laughs> that's right yeah yeah another thing um you know talking about the benefits of using the two of them together or the complementary effect that we have on each other with jaws and magic is uh like i said some of the things that were introduced in magic for example one of the new features we introduced in magic 12 which is really a cool feature uh speech on demand is something that's just you know, really new in the industry and very outstanding. And for a Magic user, when they were listening to uh, the speech that was there in Magic, which of course we I mentioned before is really Jaws on the inside, um, sometimes if you could see, for example, when you're pressing Alt-Tab and you can see that task switching loop visually, you don't need to hear that spoken, but it would be spoken because it was, you know, speaking. That's how we worked. Uh, or if you were pressing up and down arrow through a menu, uh, if you could visually see the menu, you might not need the speech there. Right. And, and speech on demand is that type of product or that feature that basically tells you, tells magic, you know, hey, I can see some of these things still. I don't need you to talk. So just be quiet for most of the time. But if I want to sit back and do a say all and just let you read magic, then I can press that keystroke on demand 
the say all keystroke where I can uh, do the insert T to read the title of the, the page or something like that. If I need to, the rest of the time, you can just be quiet. <laughs> and right. Speak, yeah, speak that, to that is really good. Yeah. It's uh, something that, you know, who knows, maybe that might uh, show up in JAWS one of these days. It's a really nice feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that, I, that is really good, and particularly for a person that can still see some things and, and, and maybe they would prefer to be able to just look at some of the of the things and not have the speech but on the other hand like you say if i'm reading a long document or or a long web page and i just want to get an overview what of what's going on here then uh, okay read read the screen to me <laughs> yeah exactly so um i want to get on to talking about some things with jaws in a minute but i did want to let you know that uh by the time this airs i think it's going to air on friday is that correct right uh, mm-hmm. soon by the time this airs your audience uh will be pleased to note that i can go ahead and announce that the public beta 2 of magic 13 will be out by then okay so it should be out hopefully on thursday so if people are listening to this on friday and you're interested uh, it should be right there on the freedom scientific main you know, homepage. now are there going to be any additional new features in beta 2 or just refinements uh yeah, there are some refinements, and uh, it's just, I think, uh, some bug fixes and things that people have turned into us. So I think it's uh, it's just going to be a little bit more stable, and I think that you'll see a whole lot of, uh, I would say, some improved, uh, what is the word I'm looking for, um, speed and responsiveness, I think, has been improved in a lot of different areas. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to throw a real quick question in here, and it's not something I want to dwell on or anything, but I was at a, a job site just in the last few days where um, they had a rather such interesting situation going on. They, they, the computers were running Windows 7, but the employees were actually doing most of their work in um, XP um, virtual, virtual XP. Which, really? of course, yeah. as you know, kind of came as a, you can do use with um, Windows 7 Professional. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering, because um, I, I know I know with uh, JAWS 16, it's already been announced that, um, you know, it's it's not going to support XP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first question, since we've been talking about magic, what about Magic 13? Is that is that the case with also with Magic 13 or? Um, yep, actually we stopped supporting XP with Magic 12. Okay. Uh, because we were actually looking ahead, you know, as I said, the two products, Magic and JAWS, tend being developed in the in-house by the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started with Magic 12 and did away with the support for XP and Magic 12 before we even got to that point with JAWS. Okay. And so. so- if they need to use uh, XP, they should. They can go back to Magic 11, and they can get that on our website. Okay. So if you had a situation like that, um, you would have then in Windows 7, you would you would be using like Magic 13 or Jaws 16. Right. But for the part, but then in in in, in the XP part, you would install Magic 11 or Jaws 15. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay, and, and interestingly, apparently the latest rendition of that, uh, and w- with the latest updates, the uh, b- business owner was telling me that um, you actually you bring up Windows Seven and you 
you you cannot bring up XP automatically. You have to bring it up manually. So, mm -hmm. so that should be okay because that way, uh, I would think for the switch over from you know from tw from eleven to to thirteen or from fifteen to sixteen is going to go you know is going to be probably a whole lot smoother. Sure, and you can have multiple versions of either Magic and JAWS installed on your computer. Sure. And you can do like I do, and I set up different hotkeys, like Control-Alt-J is my primary version of JAWS, and if I'm using, uh, if I want to launch JAWS 15, I might use Control-Alt-5 for 15 and Control-Alt-4 for 14. So, I mean, it's just a different, uh, you can have those different versions and just unload one and start the next one very quickly and very easily. So speaking of JAWS, um, the public beta of JAWS, public beta 1, came out um, on the 10th of this month, September, and uh, it's been going real well. Again, you know, we've got a lot of good feedback from it, and uh, Public Beta 2 will be out probably in early, you know, very early October, I'm thinking. It's, uh, I can't say for sure exactly when, but that's the target, and I think you're going to see, in addition to the, you know, improvements and the bug fixes and the things that we're coming through with and enhancements, uh, you're also going to see some new features that are introduced in Public Beta 2 of JAWS. Um, one of the things we introduced in Public Beta 16 of JAWS was the the Home Use Edition. And I know a lot of people are interested in that. This uh, basically is the version of JAWS that you use at home, not at work. If you're using JAWS on a personal computer uh, at home, or if you take your personal computer to school, but it's your personal computer, you can get the home use version of JAWS, and it's actually now licensed to work with all versions of Windows. Before, the home use would only work with Windows Home you know, versions mm -hmm. and so on. So now it's going to work with all Windows versions, even though we call it home use, and it's less expensive to maintain you know, with the software maintenance agreements right. than the professional version. So let's say, David, if you've got JAWS Professional at home on your personal computer and you really are just using it for yourself, but you had bought it because you had a computer that came with Windows Professional, you can actually downgrade to the home use version and still have all the same features that you would have for Windows Professional and then get the upgrades and stuff at a lower price. So that's uh, a nice feature for people who are uh, you know, trying to save a little bit of money there. Yeah, yeah. You're not kidding. <laughs> and, and not lose any functionality at all. All right. It's, it's now, now, is that... Is that going to uh, affect anybody that might, although they're using their own personal computer, if they're using, say, an, a VPN into a company, is that still going to work all right? Or If it's your personal computer, you'll be fine with the home use edition. It doesn't matter if you VPN or not. Okay. It's only if you're using a computer that's owned by an organization, you know, it's owned by that company or organization that you would have to use the professional version. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just kind of wondering if that would, would affect it at all. Mm -mm. No, not at all. And I was pretty sure I did see something about that. You could even add on the Citrix add on if you wanted to with, mm -hmm. with home yep. version. You sure can. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so another feature that came out in JAWS 16 was the, uh, the new improved OCR feature. And as you know, in JAWS 15, we had the ability, which is really nice, to be able to take a, a PDF document or a screen that was uh, an image that looked like text visually but didn't have real text in the background. And we could actually get the OCR for that current screen. And we did a really good job with it, actually, um, being able to locate the different text or buttons and things like that on the screen, be able to use the JAWS cursor to navigate 
through the screen, either by line or by character or by word, you know, actually move around and figure out which text was there originally and which text is now new to you, exposed through the OCR process, so you could tell the difference between what was there before and what was there after the OCR. But the thing about it is it was uh, it was great because it would give you something. You know, you could see what was on that screen. But if you had a multiple-page document, you'd have to do a page down and then recapture that page or that screen, rather, you know, do another page down and recapture that screen. So even though it was great, and I don't know if there's anybody else that could do that even that much, uh, what we've done now with JAWS 16 is enhanced it so that we're actually going to OCR the entire PDF document. So if it's a 15-page or a 200-page PDF document, We'll OCR the whole thing. Plus, instead of just getting it from the screen, we're actually getting it, you know, through the OCR engine itself, and it's much better uh, recognition quality. So it's uh, it's coming out very well. One of the things that we'll have in the public beta two that's in addition to that. Now we had that come in in public beta one for sixteen, uh, but uh, we had some people come up and say, well, you know what? I had a PDF that was oriented sideways, and it didn't work in public beta one. Or I had a PDF that had columns, and that didn't work in this public beta one. We've got those two issues addressed, and those will be available for you to try out in public beta two. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Okay. I wonder, I, I, yeah, I was just looking at this uh, orientation and columns. Okay. Um, and I had not run into that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would be, be a, a, a big a big issue if that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, what happened? You know, you're not sure because you couldn't tell. The, the the next thing I see here on the list and is something I think, boy, um, I don't know many people that won't want to know about this one is the JAWS command search. That, mm-hmm. that is going to be, that's going to be fantastic. And But I want to know what I want to know. And I think people are going to want to know is, well, if I know what I want to do, but I don't know the name of the command, is mm-hmm. what can I do if yep. I'm just searching the JAWS commands? Absolutely. And, you know, even myself, I'm, you know, I know a lot of JAWS commands, and I'm the guy that actually goes out every year and revises the uh, the JAWS keystrokes uh, web page that I have out there on the training pages. And that, that JAWS keystrokes page, when you print it out in PDF, uh, I have a PDF copy out there as well. If you print it out, it's about 25 pages long. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I printed out the the, the whole manual uh, yeah. here not too long ago for for a, 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 a lady who was the mother of, of a, a customer of ours and 50-some pages. And I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> no so, wonder I can't remember it all. <laughs> right, exactly. And we're going to talk about JAWS certification in a minute. And, you know, on the JAWS certification exam, we have a lot of questions about keystrokes and features. Guess what? Those of you who are using JAWS 16, uh, you can just uh, turn on the JAWS command search and look up some of the answers to those questions while you're taking the certification test. There you go. <laughs> it is excellent. Like, for example, um, in Outlook, or excuse me, in Excel, which I use a lot, every once in a while there will be a comment in a cell. And I can never remember the keystroke to look up a comment. It's uh, insert control apostrophe or something like that. I, I might know that I, it's close to that and I can turn on keyboard help with insert one and start pressing some keys. Or sometimes I would go actually, you know, press insert F1 twice quickly while I was in Excel and pull up the help topic for Excel for JAWS. And then, you know, go over to the keystroke list that way and just kind of search with a find command looking for uh, comment, the word comment. Well, with the command search, you know, you just press insert spacebar. That gets you into the layered command and then the letter J for JAWS. 
and you just type, if you're in Excel and you type the word comment, it's going to list every command that deals with comments, whether it's to read the comment, whether it's to get a list of comments, et cetera, et cetera. It gives you all of them right there. And it's very succinct. It's very, uh, you don't even have to type out the whole word a lot of times. You can just type C-O-M probably and find pretty much what you need. That I know one of the things that always bugs me in Excel because... Uh, a big part of the time, probably most of the time, I'm using an Excel sheet. I'm using a sheet that somebody else made, and I'm just putting my data into it. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and I'll come to a place where it, it'll you know give me a number, and it'll say, has formula. And I'm like, oh, well, I'd like to know what the formula is for that. <laughs> and yeah. I, for the life of me, I don't know how to read the formula. <laughs> it's so, like, I'm sure there is a way, but I don't ever remember it. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of ways, yeah. And so in this case, what you do is press insert spacebar and then follow that with the letter J and just type the word formula. And you'll get a list of all the different ways you can look at formulas and do things like that. Um, okay. It's just really cool. I've, As a trainer, it's just fantastic because a lot of times, even in a training class, I'll have to look at my notes or I'll have to look up something or flip over a couple of pages to find a keystroke. And now I just use the JAWS command search. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I sure can see where it's going to be helpful. It's going to be a help for everybody, I think. Because, you know, there's just no way. I don't care. Almost any program, but particularly something like JAWS, there are so many commands that what you remember are the ones you use all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you come up and you say, um, how do I do this? This isn't something I do all the time. Um, and then it's when you say, oh, boy, I wish I could remember what that command was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing about it is that command search is not there for the beginning user necessarily. It's not there for, you know, these people that are out there that are maybe web developers that don't know how to use a screen reader, but they're trying to use JAWS to test their web pages and things like that. Right. Um, it's out there for the user. It's out there for the user that already knows what a say all is and knows right. what a, a, a read the title bar is, insert T, T for title and insert page down to read the status bar, you know, and things right. like that. Right. Uh, those average people like me <laughs> uh, that know a lot about JAWS but don't remember all those extra keystrokes. Sometimes it takes three or four fingers, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those, though, of course, there's never any that would take four fingers, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Yep. Uh, I saw one uh, here not too long ago that took five fingers, and I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, command search is really cool. Now, while we're at command search, just before we move on, for those folks like me who has bought a uh, bought a, a little tablet, Windows tablet, mm -hmm. and I don't, I have not studied the the touch commands yet mm -hmm. I, i'm cheating and using a bluetooth keyboard um to this point but at some point for too long i want to start learning the touch stuff right. um is that a good way to find out what some of the touch commands are um i i'm gonna say yes um i haven't actually tried it myself that's one of the things that i have um not had a whole lot of experience with the touch commands myself now i actually did a uh just posted a a list of all the touch gestures for JAWS uh, 16. And if anybody needs that, um, I can get you the link to it. But Please basically, do. <laughs> I, put the, I put a 
I'll have to give it to you later because I don't have it okay. here right now. But if you'll send me an email, sure. or I'll do an email tomorrow, I can get it for you. Uh, it's a very handy. It's got actually two tables uh, that I came up with because, uh, you know, you have your single finger, you have your d double finger, triple finger, four finger, and even five finger gestures and taps. And uh, what I did is I listed it all by what they do. So it makes it a little bit easier, I think, to figure it out. And I'm going to say that that is included in the command search. Okay. But if I'm wrong, somebody will let me know, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I, I think I'm starting to hear more people that are taking the chance and saying, okay, yeah, maybe I want to try the, 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 the touch stuff. And uh, and um, then the assistive technology people, it's like, well, I guess I better better get it learned uh, or get at least get started because... Uh, sure as ever, I'm going to start getting questions about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, moving on here in our list, semi-automatic forms mode. Why would I want semi-automatic forms mode? Well, um, and that's a great question because what happens with forms mode, as you know, is that if you're pressing the arrow key to press up and down arrow to explore a form, the default behavior for forms mode is to go into forms mode whenever you come to an edit box. Mm -hmm. Down arrow, you hear first name, colon, and you down arrow again, you hear edit, boom, you know, for the little noise. Right. You're in forms mode. Down arrow again, you hear the pop sound telling you you're out of forms mode. You might hear a blank line. Down arrow, you hear the next field label. Down arrow, then you hear a pop sound. You're back in forms mode. Down arrow, pop. You're, you know, So you get this pop on, pop off every right. time you go into and out of forms mode using the arrow keys. With the auto, the uh, semi-automatic forms mode, that doesn't happen. You can just press up and down arrow and be reading through the screen. It doesn't go into forms mode oh, okay. come across those edit boxes. So if you're using forms a lot, uh, it can be a lot less, shall we say, verbose in terms of all that popping. <laughs> so in other words, if I'm looking at a form and all I want to do is just look at the form, I don't want to edit it. I just want to or fill in or anything. I just want to look at the form. That'd be ideal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. And if, go ahead. No, I just said okay. Yeah. And if you press the tab key, of course, when you come to an edit box, it will go into forms mode. Okay. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Okay. Okay. Now, um, so so that's going to work basically anywhere you would have any kind of a form, whether it's on the web or, or wherever it might be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Could be um, document or I'm thinking Microsoft Word, PDF, um, and also HTML. Okay, okay. Oh, now we get down to that wonderful subject of certification. <laughs> certification. That's I'm, I want to be certified something. Uh, maybe there's some things I wouldn't want to be certified as, but uh, in <laughs> yeah. JAWS, maybe or Magic or right. What all can I get certified in? Well, right now we have the, the JAWS certification program. Uh, we're looking ahead to the future, maybe for, for magic. Um, can't say right now publicly, but, you know, look at the future. What we've done with JAWS a lot of times does happen for magic, and I think it would be a great idea to have that. Um, but with JAWS certification, we have the exam that's 85 questions, and it's a timed exam. It gives you uh, one hour to complete it. And those 85 questions are drawn at random from over almost 400 different questions that we built into the exam from different categories. You know, we teach people 
where to go and find the information to study for it and everything. So the nice thing about the certification exam is once you pass it, if you'd like to purchase one of the certificates, of course, it's free to take the exam. So anybody can take it. And I really encourage you, if you've not done it before, to try it because it doesn't hurt anything to take the exam. It's just a little bit of your time. If you've got some time one evening or on a weekend, it's a great thing to do because it'll give you some indication of maybe some things that you know well and some indication of some things that you could, you know, perhaps brush up on. Even if you don't pass it, we give you a, a score at the end that shows you the different categories and how well you did in each category. So you might say, well, I did really good in keyboard commands, but I didn't do really good in uh the laptop, well, let's say I didn't really do very good in the HTML part, or I didn't do very good in the training materials part. So maybe I need to study some more on those kind of things. Um, if you do pass, though, you have the opportunity to purchase a certificate and use our JAWS official JAWS certified logo in your email. Uh, I've got it in my email, and I've seen a lot of other people that are starting to use it now. And you also can get listed on our website, there's a page for JAWS certified individuals. We can actually list your name and where you're located, city, uh, state, and country, things like that, okay. for people to uh, to let to let people know that you're actually certified. You can say to a potential employer, "Yeah, I'm JAWS certified." Look on the Freedom Scientific website. Okay. It can also be there in your email. And if somebody clicks that certification logo in your email, you can have that. Of course, we want you to have it point back to the certification pages so they can verify that. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and so you say there's 85 questions, and, and how many do you have to get right to, to pass? Well, it's an 80% score. Okay. And some questions are multiple question, multiple answers. So it's, uh, for example, one question that has a, a group of checkboxes that has five checkboxes may have three correct answers within that one question. Oh, okay. So okay. it just takes the total number of possible answers that are correct, and we figure it out based on a percentage. And uh, anybody that scores 80% or higher can purchase that certification or that certificate and then be authorized to be put on our website and use the certified logo. Okay. So you can make 81% maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, when you want to recertify later on, if you like a year or so later, maybe two years later, you decide to take the certification test again, there's a recertification exam link okay. that you can take. And it's the same exam, but it, if you pass the test, when you pass the test, I should say, it points you to a link in our online store where you can purchase the recertification for only $39 as opposed to 99 for the first certification. So okay. it's a lot less when you do the recertification. And as I said earlier, you know, this uh, JAWS command search is going to really help you when you're <laughs> when you're going through the certification. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try and make the test any harder, believe me. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, Actually, what I did just recently with JAWS, uh, with the certification exam, is I went through all 300 and some odd questions personally and evaluated them and made sure that they were easy. Not necessarily, in other words, not tricky. You know, if there was something there that didn't make sense, I reworded it. Okay. Um, if we we'd talk to people over, over the past couple of years, and if somebody was coming really, really close to passing the certification exam and they didn't, they just didn't, 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 you know, four or five times they took it and they didn't, mm -hmm. look at their questions that they missed and I would get back to them personally one-on-one -on -one and say you know you missed these questions here um, you know is there some way we could reword that make it better did it was it confusing oh, okay and so over time the questions have actually gotten better and the, the exam as a result is actually easier than it was when we first came out with it because it's more clear and it's just you know makes more sense I think when you're reading the questions mm -hmm. well one thing I'm thinking 
again, in the situation that I'm in where I work, um, no, I don't do training, uh, but I, I'm installing the latest JAWS. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having to show it to people. Um, I'm having to know uh, how to, you know, when somebody I, I has gotten a new computer and they've got that new JAWS and they're calling me up and they're going, ay, 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 ay. You know, uh, I, I need to try to know as much of it as I can. But for those people who are doing training, you know, one of the things that really we as as tech people doing the tech evals and placing computers and so forth, one of the things we get concerned about is the, are the trainers that we have in the field doing the training, do they know the version of JAWS that they're training on? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and if I find out somebody, you know, Oh, they they know Jaws thirteen inside out, but we put them on Jaws sixteen or Jaws fifteen, and uh, um, they're they're not so great. Maybe, and yep. you know I I can see uh, right now it's not been a big deal as far as the testing with our agency uh, that you have to know the absolute newest version, but I can see the time come. When and and there may be agencies that are already doing it who are saying, you know, if you're going to teach somebody who needs to use JAWS 16, then we want some kind of a certification that you uh, are proficient in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's true. I think a lot of agencies are looking for that sort of validation, you know, from the people that they want to send out as trainers. And uh, I know a lot of agencies and organizations that are, are doing exactly that. There's actually a a five-user JAWS certificate that, a, that an agency can purchase at a much reduced price. And uh, they purchase that block of five certificates, and then they have three or four people in their agency or organization uh, start studying and taking the exam. And uh, I've actually had several companies and agencies purchase more than one block of five certificates. I think I've got one that's got three of them purchased. So they've purchased a total of 15 for their uh, employees and associates. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that. Uh, I can, I certainly can imagine that. Well, getting on to the next thing here that I see on the, the list, and it's something that I have not done as much as I'd like to, just because, although I'd like to, there's, it's this thing, a doggone it, there's only 24 hours in a day, <laughs> yeah. and only seven days in a week, Right, <laughs> but... Um, I have had had the opportunity a few times lately to to hear a couple of your webinars on Easy, um, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've been out to the web page and seen some of what you have out there, and I can think of uh, well, quite a list of ones I'd like to take, get a chance to listen to. Right. Um, yeah. Talk to us about webinars and the training page uh, and uh, so forth. Right. The, uh, we have the webinars that we put in uh, place several years ago now, and it's really a great way of learning and, and interacting with other people because when you're in one of those training rooms with a bunch of other people, I've had other people that are taking them and participating just say it's like being in a virtual classroom. They can hear the other participants when they ask questions, uh, whether they're typing, typing in the chat area and the instructor reads that question out loud or whether they, at the end of the webinar, when we let go and let everybody use their microphones and things, it's really good. Um, 
it's a great way to just get out new information and training, just basic training and in more advanced training. Uh, so, for example, some of the upcoming webinars we've got uh, are the ones that are talking about what's new in JAWS 16 over the coming weeks. Um, we have another one that's on using JAWS with Firefox. We did one on Firefox with JAWS a while back, but Firefox has changed and JAWS has changed. I think it's been a couple of years since we did that. And I personally have been using Firefox exclusively, so I'll be teaching that one. Uh, that's on October 22nd. And we're doing one on using the Word 2013 navigation pane, uh, which is what happens, what you use when you're doing a find command uh, and spelling and different things like that in uh, the earlier versions of Word that also showed up uh, looking at headings and things like that. There's a lot of things you can do with that navigation pane. That's on November 19th. We've got one on speech history with JAWS. And speech history is another feature that I like and I use a lot. Uh, especially when I hear something that I didn't quite understand. I can just pop open the speech history, you know, with JAWS, insert spacebar, and go into the layered command and press the letter H for speech history. And then I can go back and reread what JAWS just said in the synthesizer without having to press that keystroke three or four times to try and listen to it. Uh, frame viewer. Uh, frame viewer is something that we had in JAWS for a long time. That's, that one's on December 17th. But there's a lot of times when you'll be doing something in one spot on the screen and when you're pressing up and down arrow over here on this part of the screen, something in another part of the screen is changing, and you might not know it unless you actually physically move from where you're at by pressing tab or shift tab to go to that other place and read it, and then shift tab and or tab back, press up and down arrow, and then shift tab over or tab over to that other spot, back and forth, you know, a lot of times to figure it out. And you might not even know things were changing unless you actually took the time to explore with tab. Okay. So this is one of those things that I'm going to show people how that can be beneficial. Would you do something there? <laughs> Would you do something that if you think it's related <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I, that I, I thought of as soon as you started talking about this? I have a, a particular application that I use that has had scripts done for it. In fact, the guy that's been doing the scripts for this has been doing it for years. And I just got the most recent version of that application and the and the scripts. And it's better than it's ever been. It's, it's, it's just unbelievably accessible now. Mm -hmm. But there are certain times that it's performing certain operations. And you might like to know what percent is finished. And maybe you don't. Maybe right. you just want to know when it's finished. But... There is obviously another frame or something somewhere that keeps repeating the same little phrase over and over and over the yeah. whole time this process is going on. And it's annoying. <laughs> and extremely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is actually one of the things you can do with the, uh, the frame viewer. You can actually mark off a certain area on the screen and say, I don't want to hear anything that's changing here. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's something I don't know. And I'm betting a whole lot of other people don't. And it can really be just absolutely annoying. And it can keep you from hearing what you do need to hear. True. Yeah. And I'll include that in the webinar. That's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that part, but that is definitely one of the things you can do uh, is the JAWS training bundle that we just came out with that has over 50 hours of uh, training that you can purchase on an SD card. It comes with either a Plex Talk or uh, the Plex Talk or the Victor Reader Stream. You can buy it with either one of those and or you can buy the SD card with the training on it by itself. So for somebody who's a new user that really doesn't even know how to start or where to start with a computer and using JAWS, 
This is a great tool. It's called the JAWS Training Bundle, and it gets them up to a baseline where they can go on from there and do more advanced training. It includes training on Windows 7 and Windows 8, so that if they have Windows 7 now and they get Windows 8 later, uh, they can go on and have that. It's right there on the, the training bundle. It includes training on Office 2010 as well as Office 2013. So you can kind of pick the modules you need, but it also gives you that for future use if you need it and uh, being able to go back to it. Um, another quick thing that I wanted to mention was, uh, of course, FSCast. You know, Jonathan's been doing a great job. He's been publishing a lot of smaller FSCast, you know, in the 20-minute. Which I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, very good idea, I thought, too. Publish it more frequently and make it smaller so those, those of us who are busy can <laughs> mm -hmm. have a little bit more time to kind of catch up and instead of having to listen for a whole hour. Um, looking to the future, uh, of course, we've got Windows 9 coming out very soon. At the end of this month, actually, September 30th, um, Microsoft is going to unveil a preview, a public preview of Windows 9. Okay. And, of course, you know, as uh, a screen reader and screen magnification program uh, manufacturer, we're already looking at that kind of stuff. And we're gearing up, uh, as even as we're looking at Windows 8.1 right now, we're also uh, kind of in the background uh, looking at Windows 9, what's going to come. And, of course, being Microsoft, we've got Office 16, also called Office 2015, which will be the next version of Microsoft Office that should be released um, in the early part of next year, probably the spring of next year, 2015, is when they're talking about. And uh, so, so okay, so the preview of nine is coming out the end of September. Right. Now, mm -hmm. so if I want to grab one of my old computers that's not real, real old, but maybe a few years old, and put put nine on it, the preview, um, am I going to be able to use that with JAWS sub 15, 16? I would say definitely JAWS 16. And, of course, as we go forward, you know, once once uh, Windows 9 is, is released, of course, we'll be ready to support it. Lately, whenever a new version of the software comes out, we're right there with either the day before or the day after or the same day, you know, releasing JAWS for that version. And, of course, we've been working with it in beta and alpha okay. for months, months prior to that. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. That'll be kind of fun. Yeah, and, and one more thing I wanted to mention, I know we're going to run out of time, is the new JAWS timed license. That's yeah, coming. I was going to ask you about that. I saw that here. Yeah, the JAWS time license is available starting with JAWS 16, and you can purchase a JAWS, a full JAWS license that has everything, including the remote support and Citrix and things like that, uh, for a 90-day time period. And this is great for those people like the web developers that I was talking about that may not know how to use JAWS or may not want to purchase a full version of JAWS, you know, the... $900 or whatever price, mm -hmm. uh, they can purchase the 90-day version. It's called a JAWS timed license, and it'll run for 90 days from the day that you actually activate it. So you can purchase it and not actually use it for a couple of weeks. Whenever you activate it, that's when the time starts. Oh, okay. And and it can be, uh, you can purchase those additionally. So if you use it for 90 days and you find out that uh, you need to purchase another one, you can purchase another one concurrently after that. And this is a great feature for those people who just need to purchase JAWS for testing for a short period of time, or it's also a great way for people who don't have the money to afford a full version of JAWS right now to purchase a 90-day uh, timed license and get started with it. Another thing that if, I don't know why I thought about this, but I was thinking about a person like maybe is doing an internship somewhere for a few months or something, and they need a need to put it on a computer that they're using where they're doing their internship, but they're only going to be there a few months. That's a great idea. Yeah, perfect example of a good use for that. And I'm thinking, wow, that would be fantastic for a situation like that. 
mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so do, do, what what's going to be the, do you know yet what the cost is that's going to be for, or, or about what the cost was going to be for like a 90 day? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be um, right around $179 for a 90 day uh, timed license, which is roughly about $2 a day. Okay. So when you think about it, it's really not a bad deal at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not too bad. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we've been through a lot here, and I really do appreciate you being on with us today. You, you've, man, you've told us a lot, a lot of new stuff here, and it's it's really exciting. All the things that are being are going on now and going to be going coming on up in the next little bit, and. Um, some great new features in Magic and some great new features in uh, in Jaws and uh, the certification. Uh, I think it would be good if a lot more people would uh, try that out and at least kind of see where they are, you know. Mm-hmm. If they're not trainers or whatever, uh, even if they're just an individual, you know, uh, it never hurts to, 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 to get an idea what is it all about and you know going through and doing the certification may even just give you an idea how much do you really know about jaws and it might inspire you to learn a little more maybe <laughs> absolutely and that's one of the things you know that's why we made it free and not a paid right. exam is because we want people to be able to have access to that exam and you hit it right on the head it's more of uh in addition to testing your knowledge it's a teaching tool mm-hmm and I've got to believe that the first time a person takes that certification, they get through and they say, wow, there was stuff in there that I didn't even know existed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing that m- most everybody would do that, probably. Yeah. And you realize, you know, there's a lot of power in JAWS and, you know, people tend to do what they need to do for, for their jobs or for school or whatever. Or, uh, and uh, sometimes they just don't have a chance to delve into those features that are there, and uh, the certification exam can help raise your awareness about some of that other stuff. Well, that's great. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Really appreciated it. You did a fantastic job, as usual. Okay. And uh, look forward to having you back on again on Main Menu sometime in the future. And uh, good luck with JAWS uh, 16 and magic 13 and we'll be looking forward to hearing more from you in the near future david it's always a pleasure and thank you again for having me it's been fun well thank you well we do want to thank you for being with us this week here on main menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on main menu you have a great week and we'll see you soon here on main menu